Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. G'day there and welcome to the latest edition and episode of the Couragepreneur podcast. I've got the honour and privilege of interviewing the awesome Lisa Jamison all the way from Connecticut in the USA. So g'day Lisa and welcome. Thank you Pix and I want to thank you too for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate that. Oh my pleasure and you're so passionate about raising awareness for child trafficking, sex trafficking and also labour trafficking aren't you? Yes, more so with the with the child trafficking, but yeah. yes, and yeah. it's certainly an incredible um, gift that you've got of you know being so passionate about that and sharing the work that you do. So I really appreciate that, and I know this is a Thank podcast, you. but for those that are listening in, I actually have my Brave Hearts, my Protect Kids T-shirt on. So I'm all about raising awareness for protecting, educating, and empowering children to be aware of more so on the sex side mm-hmm. of things. So, yeah, there's definite synergies yeah. there. And and I'd like to say a big shout-out to the wonderful Richard DePillar because we connected through the Global Goodwill Ambassadors, didn't we, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I actually did through Gary Payne, actually. Um, yes, I've talked to Gary Payne quite a bit, and he's a really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what so, we're in yeah. a global digital economy now. And that's what I love. So yes, I'd like are. to start <laughs> off with asking by what courage means to you, Lisa. So what does courage mean to Lisa Jamison? Oh, boy, uh, courage has um, the meaning of being brave, you know, to just, um, you know, people, they want to do things, but they don't have the courage to do it. And I think that we all fall on that. You know, sometimes people have courage to do some things, but not others. It takes a lot of courage for me to be doing this. You know, I'm not used to speaking to, you know, large audiences or anything like that. Although I've done a couple of podcasts before. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, I think it's courageous for people to get out there and do something about uh, a major problem that's happening. Yeah. And I second that. And you're so right. It takes a lot of courage and bravery to stand out, stand up and make a stand for something as mm-hmm. critically important as raising awareness for, for the passions and the causes that you're doing. So thanks so much. Right. Now, we've all had highs and lows in our life, Lisa, and you're no different. Yes. I'm the same as well. No. <laughs> um, what was one time that you were feeling less than courageous, though? And it can be personal or professional. Um, well, gosh, it's been a lot of times, actually. (laughs) But um, I guess, you know, when I started my business, um, that was, you know, very tough for me. Um, Just not used to being a a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I I don't really like that term. Um, You know, like we do in our business, I'm sure in yours, we educate people. Mm. you know, and um, that's, that's just a good way of putting it. But yeah, it was very hard getting the the confidence to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's certainly a difference between employee mindset and entrepreneur and starting your own business. Yes. You're you're kind of everything to everyone, you know, from the Mm -hmm. male to the psychologist to the financier to everything like that. So, yeah, and people do have a lot of times in their lives when they're feeling less than courageous. So thank you. And, you know, you're on a journey with your own business. So kudos to you. Yeah. Now, one time that you were feeling like on top of the world, you could conquer it. So when were you feeling, can you remember one time when you were feeling really courageous? Yes. We, We have a son that has Asperger's syndrome. And for, gosh, about 10 years, advocated for him. And I was, you know, or we were able to get everything for him. And I, well, it's, it still was a little difficult, but it made me feel really good that I was able to do that. I was very courageous. I did everything that I had to do. Um, could have lost my job. I could have mm. lost a lot of things. But, you know, when you have a kid, as you know, you love them unconditionally. unconditionally yeah. And you do anything for them, at least parents who care, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of parents out there who don't. So I, yeah. I felt very courageous then. <laughs> And I love that because certainly during these times of COVID, I think so many people have reassessed what's important to them. I mean, yes, Yes. we do need money to live, but your children are your children. And as you said, some parents are less than caring, which is just such a tragedy out there. But, yeah, you put your family first and that's what it's all about. So feeling so courageous, you know, putting your son there because you've got two boys, haven't you, Mm -hmm. Lisa? I do. The other one's married and has four beautiful children. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So so yes. moving on, we have a courage acronym. And so the first letter in our courage acronym is the letter C, and that's all about connecting mm-hmm. and communicating. So let's focus our questions on the work that you do in you okay. know, preventing child trafficking and raising awareness. So how do you best connect and communicate with others? Well, um, I w- do this by telling people that I know, all of my friends, they're, they're all praying for this. Um, and I also post on LinkedIn once in a while. I used to post about it a lot on Facebook, but never got any, um, any reaction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, a lot of people just don't want to know. Mm. And that is very unfortunate because that's how we stop it. And it but, could be to do with the algorithms there and... Uh, I suppose maybe of Facebook yes <laughs> I suppose but it's like every time for for quite a while I don't know <laughs> but anyway um can you could you repeat the question because it yeah just, just left how you best mind. connect and communicate with people okay. to raise awareness <clears throat> I've had a couple of uh, fundraisers for um the underground Connecticut which is a uh, faith-based organization out of my church and uh, they help people in New England, which, you know, en- encompasses a few states in, in um, the U.S. And um, that's actually how I um, learned about it mm. and got some training. So, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so gosh, social media fell. and, you know, fundraising. And I know you're faith-based as well, mm-hmm. so people in your church right. as well. Um, and we will have mm-hmm. Lisa's contact details at the end of this and in the show notes. So, yeah, yes. certainly, um, I mean, we connected through social media basically as well. And, and exactly, now here yes. we are on the podcast as well. So that's the power mm-hmm. of it. 
Yeah. So, Lisa, our next letter is O for open heart. What does having an open heart mean to you? I know the work you do is all open-hearted, but what does having an open heart mean to you? Having an open heart means to, um, I never really thought about that, to be um, there for people, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, just to, you know, take in and be able to pour out love and, and joy to others. Yeah. That's so true. And, you know, some people sadly don't have it, especially the people who are the perpetrators in the passion that you're trying to ameliorate, that's for sure. Now, we're all unique. Um, There's 7.58 billion people on this amazing planet. But what makes Lisa Jamison uniquely Lisa Jamison? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a very good background, um, but I'm a very caring person. Yeah. I, uh, God made me unique. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. You know, I, I exactly. mean, unique could, unique, me being unique could be different to different people. Mm, it is. You know what I mean? It just yeah. depends on perspective. It certainly does. That's for sure. Um, now, our next letter is R for relationships. How do you develop mm-hmm. real relationships with people? By being honest. Mm. By being honest. Love that. Um, mm. I, I believe in being honest with people. And I think that's just the best policy. And, mm-hmm. you know, you say honesty is the best policy. And, and I think that's very true. Mm. Um, you know, I'm nice to everybody. Unless yeah. you're not nice to me. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I just, remember, uh, I think dad always used to say honesty is the best policy. And you don't have to remember things when you when you're honest. Like if you exactly. lie, you have to create these stories. Um, and I, I remember I was interviewing yeah. someone and they were talking about ethics in business. And it's like it's ethics in life as well. And having that honesty and and just being mm-hmm. a person of integrity. Yes, honesty and integrity absolutely. yeah that's it's a, very important mm, mm. it's important and as simple as it is it can be very difficult for some people so I love that so yes. honesty yeah yeah now mm-hmm. Lisa doing the work that you're doing you've seen and heard and probably experienced some really tough situations how do you maintain your attitude so our next letter is a for attitude how do you maintain your attitude when you're facing the behemoth of child sex trafficking and labor trafficking? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> I have to say it's God. Mm. You know, I, I'm just being honest. I'm a mm-hmm. Christian and this is something that I never would have been able to do five years ago. And to be able to do this, it has to be from God. Mm-hmm. It's, that's just the only explanation because, um, you know, anybody who deals in this, um, I don't know how they do it if they're if they're not, you know, believers in God. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's it's just my honest opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for those that have other faiths, a higher power, whatever, I think you have to have something greater than yourself that is helping you yes. along your journey, whatever that may be. Yeah, definitely. Right. You can't do it on our own. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no man or woman is an island. That's for sure. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 Now, next letter is G for grateful. 
So what is one thing that you're grateful for today, this week, this month, this year, Lisa? I am very grateful that um, I get to, you know, be able to do this to help Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it's very rewarding Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that because if I could save just one person, Mm -hmm. one, one child, Mm. I would be so, so grateful for that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for my church. I'm grateful for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, my, there's my children, my grandchildren. That I'd like to um, reiterate there. You said, I get to do this. Rather than I have to do this, you choose to do this. And that's, that's a really powerful word, get versus have, because have is like almost that obligation. And you are choosing to do mm. this. So that, I guess, helps you motivate and fulfill your passion there so Mm -hmm. I love that and you know the work that you're doing I get to share my story of child sexual abuse and as I as you said if I can help just one person on their mental health journey or their recovery or you know Mm -hmm. preventing suicide that's why we do what we do so I see it as not an obligation but it's a beautiful responsibility and so I love that you're so grateful for for doing what you do. That's really empowering. So thank you so much, yes. Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And this is and how a- we connect. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And our final letter in our courage acronym is the letter E for enjoy life. So let's go on a life side, you know, maybe with family or friends or how does Lisa mm-hmm. enjoy life? Well, I enjoy life by spending time with um, my grandchildren mm-hmm. and my children, of course, my husband of 43 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And also, I love getting together with friends and just talking. I, I you know, we, we camped for many years until our camper was destroyed this, <laughs> this past August. Yeah. And um, it was totally, just totally destroyed. But uh, it wasn't by an accident. But um, we just love sitting out there in nature and we have a fire pit in the backyard. So we love having campfires, you know, sitting around and having a couple of drinks. You know, it's the simple things. It is. It's very simple. That are the priceless things. I love doing that. I mean, Mm. my, my, my big thing is I would love to go and visit state parks. Yeah. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um, And kudos to you. 43 years with your hubby in this day and age. You know, it's, that, yeah, that's it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. it's something I'll never reach. Um, I mean, I, I was married for 17 years and my husband and mm. I, my ex-husband and I, we're still amicable. We just simply chose different paths and we respect each other. We still care for each other. We just don't love each other as husband and wife. And if it yeah. wasn't for him, we wouldn't have our two beautiful babes now, young adults. Oh, but, I thought you had yeah. one. I, I, yeah, I no, I, I'm often speaking about my gorgeous girl, but I do have a handsome son, Sam, who uh, oh, he's okay. in lockdown in Melbourne. And that was part of my journey leading up to Christmas. He was supposed to be coming up and... Courtesy of what we're going through, two days out, um, they said, no, the borders are closed and I haven't seen him for two years. So I was pretty upset, yeah, yeah, and spending Christmas and New Year by myself and and my heart Mm. goes out to anyone else who has spent Christmas and New Year by themselves because, you know, I was trying to tell myself it's just another day, but it wasn't. They were significant days and, yeah, 
I just had to yep. pick myself up and be courageous and dust myself off. But, yeah, 43 years married, good on you, Lisa. That's, congr- you know, huge congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. What's the next milestone? Is it 45? I mean, each year's a milestone, but is it 45 mm-hmm. that they have these, you know, those alternate kind of things? Because I know 50's golden, but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we good on you. That's great. Well ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Good. We got less than two years for the uh, yeah. for forty five. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's all about taking action, and I say knowledge is powerful, but applied knowledge is even more powerful. So, what is one thing about courage that you would like our listeners to actually take action on today, this week, this month, preferably today or this week? So, one action tip about courage. Okay, that would be to uh, have the courage to learn about child sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. to do what they can to try to stop it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of work. People Mm -hmm. think, oh, you know, I posted like a couple of weeks ago that somebody who thinks they can do do little won't do anything at all or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, or should I say the truth is that it doesn't take much. Any small type of action that you can do will make a big difference because if everybody does that, mm. like, like just say, like people think, oh, I can't donate very much. Even if you donate a dollar or $5, and I think pretty much anybody can do that. If everybody did that, that would be a lot of money. Mm. It really would. So yeah. by signing petitions, that helps. Um, by you know, donating, donating money to organizations, even if it's very little, they can take action by, um, you know, writing to the government, you know, uh, there's, there's all kinds of little things that people yeah. can do, you know, just like, you know, like if they learn how to uh, spot it and they mm. spot it and do something, make an anonymous phone call to a tip line or give they to take the uh, steps that they need to do to protect their own children. And I know that people say, oh, I protect my children. I'm very good at it. But you know what? It happens to, to people who try really hard because they just don't know what to do, how to talk to their children about it. Yeah. And I guess the behavior of the perpetrator is so covert that a lot of people don't recognize oh, yes. what is happening. Because, you know, I know we've spoken previously on a number of occasions, and mm-hmm. I certainly was not aware. Um, and that's why I was so adamant about protecting my own two babes when they were growing up. There were so many mm-hmm. tinges, and I will disclose that my perpetrator was not a family member at all. He was an evil predatory neighbour. And when we moved in Mildura, and next neighbour had the same name. He was on the same side of the street, you know, the same looking at the house on the right yeah. side, had a big shed at the back. There were so many synchronicities or synergies and I went, oh, my God, and he had gladioli, the plant, like the flower, and I never, ever let my child, my children in his presence without me, never to this day. And so I guess me going through what I went through made me really vigilant. But, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the behaviour yeah. and the actions making well, people t- aware so so just share a couple right. of things then Lisa I mean we're diving deeper into this one because it is such an important topic so mm-hmm. yeah go fire away share a little bit more about the the work you do and how we could maybe spot the behavior okay 
Um, well, like, like I said before, I'm just, um, you know, still in the process of learning. I've learned an awful lot. And um, I really want to teach people how to spot it. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard if you really don't know. But predators are, they, they still snatch and grab mm. and, and lure personally because it happens in families. But it is also being done online. Mm. Okay. A big part of it is online. And between January and June, it, it, uh, human trafficking has risen by well over 50% because more kids are home because of the pandemic and they're on the computer all day. Not all the schools are checking the work. Parents either have to work and they're home alone or they're home, but trying to do their own business to stay alive. Mm. And, they, and the, the child, you know, just thinks they have a really good friend. These, these people are very, very good at what they do. They, you know, they, they know how to get into a child's mind. They know how, what to say. And before you know it, they're just, the, the child is just consumed. And then they but eventually meet. I just want meet. to ask the question, Lisa, when you're saying like trafficking, because we're in COVID and we're in lockdown, are we talking about physical movement of the person or like just online predation? What, what is sex trafficking they, or child trafficking? Okay. When it's done online, it, it's done by, um, they, these traffickers, they, they, they work through Instagram. They work through all kinds of social medias that we know every day. TikTok, um, I, I don't know them all. Snapchat, there's, mm. there's a lot of them out there. And there are other websites for just chatting. And so these traffickers are constantly on the computer and they are looking for w certain words that, that kids will say, like, I hate my parents, I'm angry, or, you know, anything that's, that's negative. And they hone right in. And they start talking to them and they just get them up just like that. And then they will want to meet once they feel that the child is like, you know, completely in love with them or whatever, you know, best friend, you know, I can trust them because kids will think that they're very trustworthy. And the next thing you know, they're, they're taken. And are they often speaking, like, does the child think they're speaking with an adult or are they, is the adult purporting no. to be a younger person? Purporting to be a younger person. Yes. And sometimes it is um, somebody that's their age, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it could be a simple thing where there was this case of um, a, a, these kids, they were 14 years old and they were going out and he got his girlfriend to take a picture a naked picture of herself. Okay. Well, a couple of weeks later, they um, stopped dating and mm -hmm. the boyfriend decided to show this picture. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the high school saw it or junior high. And um, it, it was awful. She had to get her parents in there, the police. I mean, just, it, it was a mess. And then, um, what the guy did was he took pictures and copied them, you know, and put them in the mailbox of everybody in her neighborhood. And she lived next door to her grandmother. So everybody saw these pictures. They circulated in the internet 
And then four years later, it came back to bite her again because it rotated in the internet again. And um, because of that, she couldn't find a job. Mm. She couldn't go to college because they could all see this on her social media. Mm. So sometimes, you know, there are some things that people do that are, they, they think are totally innocent. Innocent, yeah. And this is what can happen, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that's just one where she didn't get raped or anything like that or get trafficked physically. But she certainly got abused, yeah. Yes. So it ruined her life. Mm. And um, when these kids are taken, they are, I mean, totally in love with their traffickers. Mm. And it is so hard to break the bond. And and it's not just girls, it's boys as well. And women are also traffickers as well. Mm. Mm. It's not just men. Yeah, and that's another valid point too, that women are traffickers as well. And sometimes they're supporting the the men that are the traffickers. Uh, I've interviewed um, so many incredible people lately. And one was speaking about not so much domestic violence, but partner abuse. And then you've got the woman that is often the Mm -hmm. victim, but then you've got women Mm -hmm. that actually abuse as well so yeah certainly yep. in in this subject of sex trafficking and labor trafficking you do have women that are perpetrators as well and and uh, yes yeah, sometimes parents mm. sometimes parents mm. you know there are plenty of women out there or men or both that have been yeah. tra- trafficking their own children mm. and there there is mm. also um a whole different level of tracking that uh, trafficking that families will do this in their own families. They'll traffic yeah. their own children and this is what they do. <clears throat> yeah. um, but that's a whole different level um, that I've learned about. But there, there is so much dynamics and yeah. language and, and things like that mm-hmm. um, that go along with trafficking. And um, <clears throat> it, I can think of a few incidences where I saw it and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I feel so awful that... I didn't realize, Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't as if so. you knew and didn't do anything. You didn't know. So you were oblivious right. to that. And, and the, like the ramifications of this just keep perpetuating because um, I moved from Port Macquarie and I founded Bravehearts, uh, the chapter, the Mid-North Coast, Bravehearts Mid-North Coast mm-hmm. in 2011. And Bravehearts is a national charity founded by Hetty Johnson. But the the third year we had an event in Port Macquarie. We had 300 people at a breakfast, which is pretty much unheard of for, you know, a regional town to get 300 people there. And we raised $15,000. That was the day that little William Tyrrell, who you may know of, went missing. He was in a Spider-Man suit. Mm. I think he was aged about six at the time. Is this in Australia? It is in Australia, but it did make international news. So William Tyrrell, and he's Mm. been missing ever since. So that just, every time I see a Spider-Man costume now, I always think of this innocent little boy who was just snatched from his grandparents' home in in Kendall on the mid-north coast near Port Macquarie. And it was just such a, it's a a national issue. Um, It made national news and certainly international news. So, yeah, we're certainly passionate about protecting kids and and as you said there's adult um, labor trafficking as well so so it's been a really heavy topic Lisa and we did dive down deep I'd like to end up as I like to do on a positive so what is one thing that Lisa Jamison is going to do 
today for herself to top up her tank. Whether it's make a cup of tea, have a chat with your husband, hug your children, what's one thing that you're going to do for you? I, well, you know, at nighttime sometimes I love just sitting down and watching TV with my husband, mm -hmm. you know, have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love watching the, uh, the tiny house shows, you know, and the yeah. home makeovers. I like yeah. Fixer Up. I don't uh, yeah, know if you ever heard yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, I just, I love those shows. Yeah. You know, and here in Australia and a few others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus I have a few animals that, but yeah. I, that I like to hug and, you know, I've, I've actually got a sugar glider, which comes from oh, Australia. Oh, have you? Yes, I do. Wow. I had two, but one died in April. Gee, did you need a so, permit for that? <laughs> no, oh. well, it's illegal in some states here in the U.S., but not yeah. Connecticut. Okay. So, just a, just yep, and, there with my natural resource management background, so good <laughs> on you. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing your courageous story. Um you know, you literally are taking on the world with the topics that you're, you're tackling. So huge congratulations, commendation to you. And we are part of a global community. There's a lot of beautiful, heartfelt people out there. So for anyone mm -hmm. that wants to connect with you, Lisa, what's the best way to connect with you on LinkedIn or? Well, they can, they can um, you know, DM me on, on LinkedIn or they can go through my website, which is Lisa Jameson, and that's L-I-S-A-J-A-M-E-S-O-N dot we are legalshield.com. Yeah, and I will put those that. details in the show notes as well. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Lisa. So tune off, have a wine with your husband, hug your pets, hug your sugar, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, if your children are within reaching distance give them a hug and a kiss as well so yeah unfortunately no, not but yeah. <laughs> same, <laughs> one same. of them is like four hours away and the other one's yeah. half an hour yeah. away <laughs> mm. so right, but you then. know I really appreciate you for having thank me on this oh thank you Lisa my pleasure and uh, you know been an honor interviewing you and Sadly that it's over such a tough topic, but that's what the podcast is all about. It's having those tough yes. conversations or those conversations yes. around the tough topics. And thank you for the amazing work you do. So all the very best, Lisa. And if anyone wants to reach out, yeah, do get in touch with Lisa Jamison um, via LinkedIn. Thanks so much and have an awesome evening, Lisa, and stay safe. Okay. And thank you, you for listening in to this ep episode of the podcast. Thank you. Bye. And as I always close out, lots of love and big, big, big Aussie hugs. Aussie Take hugs, care. Yes. Bye. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to the Couragepreneur podcast. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.